0: So TV presents. Hey there, happy Friday. I am so glad you are with me today. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host Michelle and Today we are going to talk a little bit about the study that I've been doing in Judges. Now that is a very difficult book to kind of wrap your head around. It can be very boring, it can be very overwhelming, and just maybe seemingly unnecessary for us to glean anything from it. And it's really a book that I have avoided (laughs) for the most part for most of my life, so I just wanted to share a little bit about what I've been learning as I have kind of dove into the study of Judges. Unfortunately, there are wonderful Bible teachers and scholars that can explain this book way better than I can, but it just really helped to instead of just reading the book by itself, to really go through and have a study going chapter by chapter. So I just wanted to share a little bit of what I have learned because oftentimes we read something and we're like, okay, well, how does that apply to me? So I want to go over Judges chapter one and two and talk about how this does apply to us. And so I wanted to kind of title this like the three C's of disobedience. And I'm not going to read Judges 1 because of all of those names. And I would totally butcher the names and I would totally mispronounce them. So I will spare you from that. But go specifically to Judges 1 and read verses 26 through 36 to get your context for what I'm about to say. But I will read verses 19 and verses 19 through 21. It says, The Lord was with Judah and enabled them to take possession of the hill country, but they could not drive out the people who were living in the valley because those people had iron chariots. Judah gave Hebron to Caleb just as Moses had promised. Then Caleb drove out the three sons of Anak who lived there. At the same time, the Benjaminites did not drive out the Jebusites who were living in Jerusalem. The Jebusites have lived among the Benjaminites in Jerusalem to this day. Okay, so essentially the Lord told them to drive out the people and they really didn't because those people had iron chariots. So really that was in direct disobedience to what God had told them to do. And it made me think about how often we are complacent with something because it's too hard. It seems like it's too big for us. Maybe God will tell us to do something and it's just too much and we, we just can't wrap our minds around it. And so we maybe do it halfway or we just settle in our complacency due to the challenge being bigger and harder than we can handle on our own strength. And that's really what they did the challenge was bigger and harder than they can handle on their own strength. And so instead of leaning into God's strength, they relied on their own human abilities. Well, there were some consequences to that. And those consequences to that disobedience and complacency were really far reaching. If you keep digging through the book of Judges, it'll just go on and on about how this pattern of complacency and disobedience and complacency and disobedience, you know, it just kept going and going. And if you turn over to verse 32, it says the Asherites lived among the Canaanites who were living in the land because they failed to drive them out. So that happened again. Essentially, God said, hey, like this is your land, you're going to drive these people out and they got fearful. They thought, well, we can just live among them and we can make them work for us and then that will be okay but here's what I gathered from this even when it's hard partial obedience is still disobedience to God so even when it's super hard and we know that we know God is telling us to do something we must obey we must step out in that complete obedience and The other thing is, too, is they had inquired of the Lord, but seeking God's wisdom is different than following God's wisdom. Seeking God's wisdom is different than following God's wisdom. It's okay to seek, but then if we don't follow, then we're in disobedience. So when we obey, it is Our opportunity to show our love and devotion to our Heavenly Father and to recognize His authority over our lives. So the first C is complacency. The second C is consequences. If you turn to chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, it says, "...that whole generation was also gathered to their ancestors. After them, another generation rose up who did not know the Lord or the works He had done." The Israelites did what was evil in the Lord's sight. They worshiped the Baals and abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed other gods from the surrounding peoples and bowed down to them. They angered the Lord. So they ended up going into the cycle of crying out to the Lord, trying to obey again, but obeying half-heartedly and obeying halfway and then getting a consequence for their sin and then crying out to the Lord and obeying halfway and then having that consequence to their sin. And it just was a huge cycle of essentially disobedience. And another result of that is generational curses. I mean, in verse 10, a whole generation did not know the Lord and they did what was evil in his sight. So really, this is the beginning of those generational curses that started after Joshua's death. And that just makes me think about my own disobedience, my own consequences, my own generational curses. Like, where is my sin hindering the next generation? I mean, that can be so devastating and so depressing, right? Like, where are we causing our Next generation to stumble because of our sin, because of our disobedience, because of our complacency, because of the vicious cycle of consequences and complacency, and then we get the curses. If my relationship with God is strained because of my sin, how is that building others up? So maybe that is something that is making you think too where in your life are you maybe being a stumbling block to your next generation? I mean, that's so sobering, isn't it? It's really, like I said earlier, devastating and and depressing to think about how my sin can be hindering the next generation. So it really puts it into context. And that was the cycle of the Israelites in the book of Judges. And really, I believe that the consequences to our sin really help us to see our need for our Heavenly Father every single day. We need a fresh start every single day. We need to turn to the Lord every single day. And we need to ask Him to help us not put our sin over our obedience to Him. You know, we need to say, hey, I don't want any distance between us. I don't want anything that can hinder our relationship. You know, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. And John 10, 10. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. Turning towards Jesus, turning towards our lifeline is going to help us to be more obedient to God and to stop the complacency, stop the partial disobedience. And that will in turn stop the consequences that are so depressing and lead into generational curses. So it's just, it's a lot to take in judges, but those are some things that popped out at me when I was reading verses, when I was reading chapters one and two. So I just pray that you got something out of that jumbled mess, and I pray that you will actually dive into judges yourself. It's really neat to go into a book of the Bible that has been intimidating for your whole life. Or maybe your whole walk with Jesus and then you're just like, no, I'm going to tackle it. But I do recommend you doing it in Bible study form, not just trying to read it yourself. At least it helps me to do a Bible study form. I use the First 5 app a lot when I want to dig into a Bible study. So that might be a good resource for you. But maybe dig into Judges yourself and I might, who knows, I might be talking about it as I keep going through through the book. All right, let me go ahead and close us in prayer. Lord, help us not to put our sin over our obedience to you. We don't want any distance to be between us, and so we ask that you would help us, Holy Spirit, to stay alert for the sound of your voice and help us to obey even in an imperfect way, Lord. Help us to obey when we know that we are hearing your voice. Help us to take messy action, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, I hope today's episode gave you a little encouragement. And before I go, I want to tell you about Soulwin, which is Shining Our Light Women's Inspirational Network. So Soulwin TV, where you get 24-7 internet streaming Christian films, TV shows, podcasts, and church and ministries. You will be getting topics that women want to heal the soul and nurse their spirit, as well as talk about beautifying their body. We have talk shows, beauty, health and wellness shows, shopping and encouragement, wisdom, comedy, all from the Word of God. And there will be new content weekly from the the TV hosts and podcasters on Soulwin, So really consider getting a membership to Soulwin TV and have clean educational Christian programming right to your house. You can go to solwyn.tv for all the details and I just know you're going to love it. The Treasured Wellness Podcast is already on there. It has been on there for the month of August. And the show will be beginning in video format in October. And I just really hope that you check it out. All right, have an amazing Friday. Have an awesome weekend. And I will see you Tuesday. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, shining our light, Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.